from the BG Podcast Network Studios, brought to you by Chattahoochee Tech, this is your Paulding County News Podcast, bringing our stories to life with news, events, and what we're talking about in Paulding County. Like, follow, and subscribe to hear the latest news from the Paulding County News Podcast wherever you get your podcasts. For you. About you. From you. Call us now to get in on the conversation at 404-997-8655. That's 404-997-8655 or info at bgadgroup.com. And here's what you're talking about. The Paulding County School District in Georgia achieved a remarkable graduation rate of 89.9% for the class of 2023 positioning it as the fifth highest among the 16th largest school systems in the state. This achievement is especially noteworthy as the district has the 14th highest local revenue per pupil among the same group, highlighting the district's efficiency. Despite challenges brought on by the COVID-19 pandemic, the graduation rate demonstrates the resilience and commitment of Paulding County students and educators. Over the past decade, the district's graduation rate has increased by an impressive 12.3 percentage points showcasing the success of evidence-based instruction and academic mitigations. The district's five-year graduation rate for 2023 is 92.2%, the highest in its history. This from the Paulding County School District. Chavez DeMario Stokes, one of the four inmates who escaped from the Bibb County Detention Center, has been arrested. He was apprehended in Montezuma, Georgia by the U.S. Marshals Southeast Regional Fugitive Task Force after a 10-day manhunt. The other three inmates, Joey Fournier, Mark Carey Anderson, and Jennifer Denard Barnwell, remain at large. Stokes faces multiple charges including drug-related offensive, escape, simple battery, hit-and-run, aggravated assault, and more. His bond is set at $56,000. A total reward of $12,000 is offered for information leading to the capture of the remaining escapees. Authorities continue their search for the fugitives. Tipsters with information about their whereabouts can call the FBI's tip line at one 800 225-5324, the U.S. Marshal Service at 877-926-8332, or the Bibb County Sheriff's Office at 478-751-7500. This from the Dallas Hiram Patch. A 37-year-old Riceboro man, Damaris Lamont Roberts, was arrested for shooting his neighbor's pregnant pit bull. Roberts admitted to the act, explaining that he shot the dog because it had knocked over his trash cans and agitated his own dog. The dog's owner contacted 911 to report the incident, as his dog had been missing for a few days, and neighbors informed him that Roberts had shot her. When confronted, Roberts confessed to the crime, stating he killed the dog because it caused his dog to bark incessantly. Law enforcement found the dog's body in a designated area. Roberts was arrested for animal cruelty and faces one count of aggravated cruelty to animals, with the case currently pending in court. This is from the Georgia Gazette and posted on the Paulding County Crime Facebook page. And here's a look at your weather, brought to you by Angie Chavez. This week's weather forecast starts off in the 70s for the highs and 50s for the lows, but on Tuesday we're going to have a cold front as that is going to be dropping temperatures into the 50s for the highs and with lows in the 30s and 40s. going to be a cold one, so bundle up, Paulding County. Hey, now is a great time to call Daco Systems and schedule duct fogging for just $129. Duct fogging offers multiple benefits. It enhances air quality by eliminating mold, mildew, bacteria, and contaminants in ducts, improving indoor air quality. It effectively eliminates unpleasant odors from various sources trapped in your ducts. Lastly, it disinfects and sanitizes the HVAC system, reducing the spread of germs and bacteria, promoting a healthier environment. 
This service is a comprehensive solution for cleaner, fresher, and healthier indoor air, making it a great investment for your home or building's well-being. Schedule today at 770-209-2261 or visit DACOSystems.com. By the way, now through the end of September, DACO is offering an amazing $1,250 off a replacement. Call them today. Again, 770-209-2261. DACO Systems, your premier train comfort specialist. 98.7 Chat Tech, where 98.7% of our students earn a career. What we did at Chattahoochee Tech mainly focused on the more environmental aspect of that soil sampling, stream assessments, land assessments, and then also the geographic interface with that as well. The majority of our students are on the traditional side, but we do have a pretty big percentage. I'd say, I don't know the exact number off the top of my head, around 30% of the students are non-traditional who do come back, who've been working in the field for years and want to get a degree in engineering. So many of the instructors that work here are so passionate about what they teach because they come from that field. And, you know, the first week is, hey, how you doing? And the next week is, let's grab this gear and go out and shoot video and then put it together. <laughs> let's work on figuring out how to be storytellers. Visit ChattahoocheeTech.edu, where 98.7% of our students earn a career. We're back with more of your Paulding County News podcast. And here's your Paulding County arrest reports. Zulema Riel Santana was booked on October 22nd for U-turns, hit-and-run, and driving while unlicensed and expired license. Ben Davis from Marietta said, smash. Riley Pickett from Dallas replied to Ben Davis, Ben Davis, LMAO, you funny with children in your profile pic, commenting that on clearly a very young girl. Shame, shame. April Glaze posting as Catterson says, If she were a minor, this wouldn't be allowed to be made public like this. Some of you have no experience in making bad decisions. LOL. Brianna Mackenzie Hogue was booked on October 25th for the following charges. Contributing to the delinquency of a child, conspiracy to commit a crime, aggravated assault with a deadly weapon. Here's what your neighbors had to say. Chrissy Kirk said, She looks proud. Marcia Myers from Temple Combatant, not funny. Lastly, Tommy Randy from Villa Rica said, Wow, one day someone gonna wipe that smile off that face. Pathetic. Again, please note that these individuals have only been arrested and are not convicted. They have not had their day in court when we recorded this podcast. We wish them luck on their day in court. In Beloit, Wisconsin, a deer surprised diners at a Noodles & Company restaurant when it crashed through a window during lunchtime. Surveillance footage captured the deer charging into the crowded restaurant, causing patrons to scatter. The deer briefly explored the dining area and kitchen before exiting through a back door opened by an employee. Fortunately, no one was injured in the incident. After a deep cleaning, the restaurant reopened, and to commemorate the unusual event, they offered two-buck mac and cheese special on the following day. This from AP News. I was going to say that they're going to have a special with venison. Yeah, that's kind of what I was thinking. I mean, Beloit, Wisconsin. I'm I'm not entirely familiar where that is, but nobody had like a a rifle or whatever or a bow. I mean, could have had a little venison stew. I don't know anything, Doug. What's wrong with them? Not everybody's carrying a gun in Wisconsin. Oh, oh I don't. I, hey, man. Sorry. Not that I didn't. I didn't mean anything by that, Wisconsin. And here's your social media stories. An anonymous member in the What's Happening in Paulding County Facebook page says, I have a domestic flight tomorrow. 
The plane leaves Atlanta at 6 in the morning. Do I really need to be there three hours early? I have one bag to check in. Some of the top commenters were... Dave Atkins from Dallas commented, No, you certainly don't have to be there three hours early. If you get held up in security or any other number of things that happen, and you miss your flight, it is on you. You might be fine, though. Troy Mahaffey from South Cobb says, It's not a bad idea, as you never know about TSA. Finally, Mary Creek said, I had a friend at the airport this morning for a flight at 9.45. Three hours to get through security. She was there by 5.45 in the morning. Well, you know, if she gets there early and gets through TSA, she can just go to the bar and have a $35 beer. Yeah, I mean, you know, airport prices is like being in a, a whole other planet. I don't, I'm not even sure it's on this planet, Doug. Hmm. It's like things are scarce down there. The Dallas Markets Georgia posted on Facebook, I'm sorry to disappoint, but we are temporarily closed until we can pass some inspections for construction work that was done without a permit. This is the owner's fault and he takes full responsibility and will try to resolve the situation as fast as possible. Some of the top comments were, Greg Upbull from Dallas said, Taking responsibility, that's the right thing to do. Stand up, fella. Glenda Morris-Stevens from Hiram said, Charlie and Glenda are praying that this will be resolved quickly. The Dallas market owners are wonderful people and they will do the right thing. Finally, Jonathan LaBeouf from Dallas says, Can Boobadoo Barbecue still pull up on Saturday and slang the barbecue in the parking lot? I think he meant sling. Sling? Oh, man. What? Social media and a spelling mistake? No. I mean, it is Paulding County. He could be slinging meth. (laughs) Hey, let's uh, do some events here, all right? What's happening in Paulding County? We've got you covered. So here are some of the things we're talking about. Call us with your thoughts or story at 770-799-6810. So in November, got a couple of events here. On the 3rd, Pictures with Santa at Sweet Shop by Farmer's Table starting at 2 p.m. at 3668 Georgia 5 in Douglasville. November 7th, Get Out and Vote. And November 14th at 10 a.m., Paulding County School District host Stakeholder Meeting. Ooh, that sounds exciting. I know where I'm going to be at 10 a.m. on November 14th. And there's your events. I thought you were going to be taking pictures with Santa on November 3rd. Oh, two things I got to do that week. Angie Chavez is an experienced real estate agent serving Paulding, Cobb, and other counties in Georgia for 24 years. She is dedicated to serving her clients and has extensive knowledge of the West Georgia real estate market. Angie has won numerous awards for her sales production and is a million-dollar member of the National Board of Realtors. She specializes in new home construction and is an accredited buyer agent. Angie is also passionate about giving back and supporting military, veterans, teachers, and public servants. Whether buying or selling, Angie Chavez with Atlanta Communities is the right choice. Call her today at 404-401-0739 or visit her website at angiechavez.atlcommunities.com. Hey, unlike others, Angie will call you back if you don't reach her the first time. That's 404-401-0739. When it comes to solving complex engineering challenges, there's only one name you need to know, Engineered Solutions of Georgia. Our team of experts has years of experience and uses the latest technology to provide innovative solutions for all your home needs. From foundation repair to waterproofing and drainage solutions, we've got you covered. We work with both residential and commercial clients, and we're committed to providing excellent customer service every step of the way. And with our state-of-the-art equipment and top quality materials, you can be confident that your project will be completed to the highest 
standards. So why settle for less when you can have the best? Call Engineered Solutions of Georgia today to schedule your free consultation and see how we can help you tackle any engineering challenge. Engineered Solutions of Georgia. We guarantee a state-owned drive foundation. Residential and commercial. Hey, we do it all. Dial 678 Don't forget to like, follow, and subscribe to the Paulding County News Podcast wherever you get your podcasts. All of our feature interview pieces here on the Paulding County News Podcast are presented by Credit Union of Georgia. Let's meet some of the interesting people in our neighborhood. Welcome back to the Paulding County News Podcast. I'm here with Candace Callaway, and she's running for Council Ward 2 of Dallas, Georgia. Thank you, Candace, for joining us. So a lot of questions to ask you about. So, you know, first off, how come you're running for city council? Well, first off, Doug, thank you so much for having me. I'm very excited to be here and be part of the podcast. I chose to run because I truly believe that a community worth living in is a community worth investing in. And uh, what better way to invest in our community than serve as a council person? What exactly will you be doing if you get into the, the council seat? What does the job entail? So city council votes on various things, ordinances. I know they just passed the entertainment district. So different little things going on downtown, you know, approval of subdivisions budget approvals, things like that. So I have been diligently attending these meetings for about the last three to four years. I would say I've made 85% of all those meetings. And so I've got to see kind of what they do firsthand. You were in there, you were at the meetings, but what was the catalyst that made you decide like, hey, I'm going to I'm gonna do this. I, I Something needs to change here. Sure. So there are a couple of things. Uh, what really rings true to me is I just feel like there's a little bit of reckless spending going on as far as how the city budget is working. They're making this big push for the downtown development authority, which is great. And I am, I'm so pro our downtown development. However, I feel like you don't have to rush and do everything at one time. And the city essentially has used some reserve funds to buy a property in downtown to then resell to a developer, which is great. And again, I'm all about it. Um, the developer is not local. And I do think that we should try to keep the money here locally in our city. We have tons of developers to choose from that are here in the city that we could use. So that was one of the things. The other thing is uh, our taxes were just increased as well. So they're using our reserve funds from the city. We're going into a recession and we've used our reserve funds to buy a property that they don't even have a letter of intent yet from said development company that they're going to purchase it. And that's a big part of the process. So I just don't want the city to be put in a bind because we went and we, maybe we tried to run before we walked. Um, The city's doing a lot of really great things. So I don't definitely, the progress we have made in some of our community events and the things that our police department does, our parks and recreation department does to just really bring back the community involvement. I love um, so I, I've heard rumors and stuff that people are like, she doesn't like progress. It's not true. I love progress. I am just running for more of a fiscally responsible budget for sustainable growth, not just, hey, we want to do this. And so now let's tax our people out of their homes, because realistically, we are our home values are higher than they've ever been. Uh, you're a homeowner. We discussed that all the yeah. time. 
Uh So you understand our home values have just skyrocketed. So really our tax basis has already increased because the home values have increased. So then on top of that, when they raised the millage rate for the first time in 12 years, it didn't really make sense to me. If our home values are so much higher, you're getting more tax revenue just based on the facts that the home values are higher. But then you have to raise the millage rate again. Plus I found out in that same budget meeting, all the city departments had to cut their budgets by 10%. So you use our reserve funds to buy up land we're being taxed at a higher percentage, our home values are higher, and our city departments had to be cut, their budgets had to be cut. It just doesn't make sense to me. And I don't wanna put our citizens in a bind, again, going into a recession where everything is higher. And I understand that applies with the city too. I understand that their costs go up, so you have to offset that. I'm just saying, if we would have had some of those reserve funds less left over, we wouldn't necessarily also have to raise the millage rate and or cut our budget because it's not even that the millage rate was raised it's the first time in 12 years and i will give them that and if you talk to anyone on council they will tell you maybe they should have done it a little more over time so it wasn't such a shock being the first time in 12 years but it is a shock all of our groceries are more expensive Mm -hmm. our insurance is more expensive our day-to-day lives are more expensive so it just really it's putting some of our citizens in a bind that i don't like to see and you've lived in Paulding County pretty much your whole life too. So there's gotta be some sort of, you care more about living in Paulding County. So it's kind of personal to you. Absolutely. So my family moved uh, to Paulding County in 1997. I actually, just before this meeting, I had I had some flyers made initially on the flyer. I will admit I put 96, it was incorrect information. I looked up the tax records today to see when my parents purchased their home. But I went to all Paulding County schools. I grew up here. I grew up, uh, you know, being part of the civic-led organizations. My dad was a member of the Rotary Club. I'm now a member of the Rotary Club. I'm the co-chair of the Dallas Christmas Parade. I grew up being on the floats in the Dallas Christmas Parade. You know, I just have such a love for the city. And again, I think the progress is great, but I don't want us to lose our city trunk. I think that people move to Dallas for a little bit of a slower pace, a more quiet lifestyle. You know, my husband and I, we got married in 2021. And when we were trying to decide where we're gonna live, I helped run a couple of family businesses here in Dallas. My, I own my own business in Dallas. And then my husband and I also own a business in Dallas. But when we were trying to decide where to live, you know, my husband works at the airport in Atlanta. And I was like, you know, I would just really, if we could, I would like to stay in Dallas. I'd like to be close to my family and it's quiet. And we thought, you know, future with our kids, where would we want our kids to? I want my kids to grow up in a small town where they know everyone We walk out on the streets. You know, I have a connection to our community. So we chose Dallas for that reason. And in fact, when we were searching for a house, we bought our house, which was not in the best of shape. I will say we ended up basically taking it down to the studs. Um, and we're doing our property. And then we bought another property within the city limits that we use as rental property. So when I say I'm here to invest in the city, we really are. We took these two homes that were definitely not um, the sparkle of the eye of the town, let's put it that way. So and we made them better because we want to see more of that in Dallas and kind of less of these cookie cutter subdivisions that keep coming up that all of a sudden now we can put six houses on an acre. And that's just not what the people of Dallas want. So obviously you you love Paulding County and Dallas specifically, and you're talking about progress. I mean, 
how much more progress do you think that the people of Dallas really want? Is it going to be too much progress or is it not enough? Well, in some of those meetings too that I attended, we talked about some of these subdivisions that are coming to town. Well, the way that it works is the builders pay so much into the city and, you know, as they progress along with their developments. Well, some of these developers aren't developing at the rate that they were because let's be honest, houses aren't selling like they were and they aren't selling for the same amount, at least not as quickly as they used to be. So now the city is on hook for some money that we thought was going to come in and it's not the city's fault. It's just the developments aren't moving forward like they were. And so where there are schools already busting at the seams and knowing that this is already a problem, the fact that when I go into these city council meetings and they're just still approving development after development after development, I'm like, guys, we're, we're already seeing a, you know, a track record of what could happen. And anyone who had the 08 bus kind of knows like real estate took a dive. And I'm not saying it's going to, no one can, you know, predict exactly what's going to happen. But I'm just saying we should be more cautious in what we're approving and kind of waiting for certain things to finish out before we move on to the next item. So in a couple of weeks, what, November 7th is the election. So what are your last minute plans to garner more attention and to your points? And what does the next couple of weeks look like for you? So it's exciting. My husband and I have spent the last couple of weekends, you know, just door knocking, going door to door. Uh, on the weekend, sometimes at night, taking some of our friends from the different communities with us. And it's really just trying to get to know the citizens and experience what, have a conversation with them. What are you really looking for out of city council? Because one of my other issues with the city council is they meet at 5.15 the first Tuesday of the month. I'm sorry, I take that back, the first Monday of the month, they meet at 5.15, unless they have to change it for a holiday or something like that. So that's really hard for citizens to get to. You know, a lot of our citizens commute out of Dallas to work other places. And so to be able to make it back to Dallas by 515, I just don't think that's reasonable. And that would be something else I would like to see change is have our meetings a little bit later, you know, six, seven o'clock. They actually brought that up in the last city council meeting that they used to be around six or seven, but they've moved them up. They were five, now they're 515. And I just truly think that if we want our citizens involved, we need to educate them on what's going on. The, you know, downtown does a great job of telling everyone what's going on as far as the festivals and all that stuff that's great. Like tonight we have spooky shopping and Hocus Pocus um, airing downtown live. And so that's great. I'm so excited about that. But they don't do as much to tell people, hey, city council is voting on this today. Mm-hmm. Or these are the things that are gonna really impact you. And I would just like to see if I was to get elected, us educate the citizens a little bit more so that they can be proactive instead of reactive to what happens. Excellent. Candace Calway, thank you very much for this. Running for Council Ward 2 in Dallas, Georgia, November 7th. I wish you the best of luck and thank you for joining us here on the Paulding County News Podcast. Thank you very much. I love technology as much as anybody, but when banks replace people with machines, I had to draw a line. I've been with the same bank for 20 plus years, and as cool as technology is, I believe the relationship you have with your bank is an important one. My wife used to bake cookies for the people who worked at our bank, and they were our friends. But in the last couple of years, they were all replaced by video tellers. Recently, I sold a vehicle and was paid in cash. I went to deposit it and was told my now former bank no longer accepts cash. Okay. 
That was it for me. I joined Credit Union of Georgia, a homegrown, not-for-profit cooperative that still offers personalized customer service, a network of more than 30,000 ATMs, and convenient locations. Innovation is great, but trust and relationships still matter, particularly where it comes to your finances. Make the switch today. Get more info at cuofga.org. Credit Union of Georgia, the better way to bank. Whether you're new to church, have been a Christian for many years, or looking for a fresh start, you're welcome at New Season Church. New Season is a place where people can believe in God, belong to a family of believers, and become fully devoted followers. We exist so that people far from God may experience life in Christ and become fully engaged followers. Join us for one of our two Sunday services, 9 or 11 a.m. Hi, this is Pastor Steve Flockart. Whether you're new to the Paulding community or have been here since the day you were born, New Season Church is a place where all are welcome. From our exciting children and student ministries to our engaging Bible studies and small groups and events, I promise New Season Church has a place for you. New Season Church, just off Highway 278 at 4457 Atlanta Highway in Hiram. We exist so that people far from God may experience life in Christ and become fully engaged followers. New Season looks forward to seeing your entire family this Sunday and feel free to check us out online at newseason.cc. We believe what comes into our minds when we think about God is the most important thing about us. We look forward to seeing you Sunday at 9 or 11 a.m. at New Season Church in Hiram. We're back with more of your Paulding County News Podcast. Here are your weekly sports update from the Paulding County Sports Chronicle Facebook page. In football, Paulding County High School will match up against Alexander. Hiram will face Woodland. South will be at Langston Hughes. North will play Hillgrove. East will face New Manchester. A proposal in Georgia is aiming to offer teachers a stipend of $10,000 per year if they voluntarily undergo firearms courses and carry guns in schools. Proponents argue that this would enhance classroom safety, while critics express concerns that it would escalate tense situations. State Senator Clint Dixon introduced the bill with Lieutenant Governor Burt Jones supporting the idea. Like will Gina Montgomery worry about the potential risk of arming teachers and the decision-making process in high-stress situations? The bill stipulates that school systems must approve a gun training program before allowing teachers to carry firearms. Representative Lucy McBath criticized the proposal, advocating for more conventional means of supporting teachers. This from Fox 5. A standoff in Cobb County ended tragically, resulting in one man's death and another being shot. The incident began with an argument between two brothers, Philip Tokos, 29, and Michael Tokos, 32. Philip Tokos shot his brother in the lower right leg during the argument. Michael Tokos managed to escape and was taken to the hospital for treatment. Philip Tokos then barricaded himself in the home for several hours before taking his own life. The standoff caused disruptions in the neighborhood as law enforcement dealt with the situation. The incident is still under investigation by cop police. This from WSB-TV. We'll have final thoughts after this. Hey, with the severe weather and all these tall trees in Georgia, I don't have to tell you that at any time your power can go out. And depending on the cause, who knows for how long? I also don't have to tell you that we all kind of take things like electricity for granted until we don't have it. That's why this is an excellent time to consider protecting your home, family, and belongings with a generator. You're in luck. Powers Electrical Solutions is the Generac dealer here in Georgia to call, and Generac makes the best generators in the business. Call Powers Electrical Solutions today and find out more about installing a Generac generator. 
The pros at Powers Electrical Solutions will answer your questions and give you all the info you need. Call today at 404-645-6843 or visit powerselectricga.com. Protect your home and have peace of mind. Powers Electrical Solutions, powering your priorities. Thanks for listening to today's Paulding County News Podcast. Follow and subscribe to hear the latest news from the Paulding County News Podcast wherever you get your podcasts. For you, about you, and from you. Get involved in the conversation at 404-997-8655 or info at bgadgroup.com. Did you know over 50% of Americans listen to podcasts weekly? Make sure you join us for our next episode and be sure to share this podcast on social media with your friends and family. Add us to your Alexa flash briefing or your Google Home briefing and be sure to like, follow, and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. This podcast is a production of BG Ad Group. All rights reserved. This podcast aggregate content from other sources for informational purposes and is in no way trying to infringe on the copyrights or businesses of any other entities. All content posted up on the site is used under the Fair Use Copyright Law 107. All audio, media, and articles are copyrighted to the original owners. All audio on this podcast are embedded from YouTube.com and are owned by the respective copyright owners. No audio information are copyrighted or stored on our servers. The court ruled that linking or embedding copyrighted videos is not copyright infringement, even if the source video was uploaded without permission. However, we will gladly remove any audio clip upon valid request from respective copyright owners. Any owners also have the option to disable embedding his YouTube videos on other websites. News and press articles are owned by the respective copyright owners. Where possible, the appropriate accreditation or source of the article is given on the same page. The audio video files on this site are for listening purposes only. Downloading of these files to one's computer is strictly prohibited. They are owned by the respective copyright owners. If it is in the organization's belief that the usage or specific content used on our site containing copyrighted knowledge conflicts with authorized use and or does not comply with fair use as described in the context, contact us through our contact page and we will remove the offending content immediately. Thanks for listening to the Paulding County News Podcast.